0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome everybody to another episode of Extreme. Zach, my name is Joey, and this is a podcast where you <laughs> dig deep on your favorite video games. That's right, Zach. And, and I today? am recording in a different spot entirely today, so I'm just gonna oh, say it off the bat. If it sounds different, that's why I am recording in Boston, Massachusetts today. and I'm visiting Muster. Um, so yeah, go local sports team, go go Red Sox and Bruins. And if there are other sports teams aside from that, I don't know them. <laughs> so, uh, my bad, I guess.
1: What? That was the like, game too. That's, like, impressive.
0: Right? That's, like, a lot. Oh, Celtics. That's another. Yeah, Celtics. I remember them. <laughs> I, I sports, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I am very sports. but. Yes. Enough about sports. We're here to talk today about our new game that we're playing. Yes. And Joey, I'm really excited about this one. This is a modern game, uh, relatively modern, that uh, evokes a style of game that I think you and I are big fans of. The RPG? The, kind of the RPG. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina, uh, no, sorry, uh, Link to the Past kind of style of RPG. That's the first thing I thought of. Right? So we're playing uh, Enough Beating Around the Bush, we're playing Hyper Light Drifter! Hyper Light Drifter! Yeah! This by, game is so epic. Developed by, really epic. yes, it is. It epic. Yes, it's got a, quite a style to it. Developed by Heart Machine, and uh, the PS4 release that I am playing on released July 26, 2016. Um, and holy crap, it is heavily inspired by games like... Uh, uh, link to the past like down to like yeah. minute details like which we'll talk about when we go into it yeah. but um i think we should just take a break here and uh yes, get jump into right the- into the prologue cool all right here's yeah. me jumping in paul make it mm-hmm. jumping into sound effect here we go Wee.
1: right right. this is pretty slick oh yeah slick is a good word for it
0: right this game's got style yes coming out of its butthole (laughs) or coming out of its heart hole i guess (laughs) holy let's not even waste time like beating around let's go talk about the prologue i'm psyched all right so so let me just start off with going through what I guess was the backstory of the game here in picture form, but this is what I got from it. I think I'm missing some parts. So, something unleashed a catastrophic event that destroyed a civilization. Like darkness um, or something. A, yeah, um, a blue humanoid can cough up darkness monsters, but it can't kill them. Um... There are giant colossi that are alive, but, like, not really alive. Um, There was a peyote trip wolf that kind (laughs) of looks like Anubis. Yep,
1: that's very accurate.
0: Um, Who summons, like, a fucking warp gate out of the ground, and you just walk through it. Which seemed like a bad idea initially, but then you're nearly consumed by darkness, and then you wake up, I guess, and now you're in the game. You start coughing blood, and then you're when you wake up and you're
1: in the game. You're still coughing blood. (laughs) It's a good effect.
0: Was it all blood? It looks like paint. It looks like too pink to be blood. It's like... Maybe it's a... Maybe it is just blood and it's stylized blood. Is he
1: human or is he an elf or... Who knows?
0: I don't know. I called him a humanoid because he looks yeah. human but he's not, yeah. like, clearly not human. Um, But, like, already we're off to, like, the... We're off to what the fuck town. Yeah. Like, what in the hell is going on here? Um, But if you're gonna build a story-driven RPG like that where you're you have, want to have people asking those sorts of questions, like, what the fuck's that? What the fuck is this? That's a good way to start it yeah. off. Because it gets people thinking, and you're just like, oh, well, maybe that's related to this. And the more that they think about it, the more invested that they get in the game. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of helps kind of helps build an ambiance and kind of sucks them in. Yeah. So that's good. Good storytelling. want to like, Gratu- I, be <laughs> thinking about it when they're not playing it. Exactly, like in their dreams, just haunt their dreams with darkness monsters and Anubis, <laughs> lots of Anubis. Um, but like, like I said, man, when it when it starts off here, there's so much strong influence from Legend of Zelda, yeah, a link to everything. the past, nearly immediately. Yeah, like from the top down angle perspective, like the isometric style there. Yeah. Um, not isometric; it's top down. Um... It's a little isometric. They're, like... Yeah, a little bit. Uh, to literally, like, slashing bushes with a sword. Like, the yeah. bushes look look the same. Yeah. When they when they get um, chopped in half, they look like the bushes that are chopped in Legend... in fucking Link to the Past. <laughs> it's, an, it's a great little homage, because clearly they love that game, which, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, and you but, still got, like, uh, the,
1: the diamond symbol there you know
0: the du- the diamond symbol
1: and he's like wearing a necklace with like a diamond or not a diamond i didn't
0: even notice that that's a good catch yeah. what do you think the diamond is for i don't know it's like the
1: light cube or <laughs> whatever it is
0: Oh man, there's so many questions. I didn't even notice that. Thank you for calling it out. That could be related to the diamond that he was trying to grab in the beginning sequence there. Who knows? Um, But holy crap, it wears its influence on its sleeves. And it's not in a bad way because it's not copying it. It's more like an, an again, the only reason that I think that is it's an homage, right? It's not the exact same thing where it's like, go save the princess and collect all of the Uh gemeralds. No. It's like, you don't even really know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: um,
0: all you know is that you don't like coughing blood, but because nobody does. No. Um, and the way that it gets its gameplay mechanics across to you is by like context-sensitive control overlays to kind of get the point across. What do you mean? Um, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. No. So let me let me explain. explain so when you us. walk up to something. Okay, so when you walk up to something, like, imagine right now you're staring at your phone. And you're like, how do I phone? And then, like, you see in your peripheral vision, like, push X to open up your phone. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And you're like, oh, thank you for that context-sensitive gameplay overlay. That thing. Which is now in real yeah. life. And I'm merging the metaphor, Joey. It's becoming reality. I need uh, help. <laughs> Unmerge it. My phone Unmerge the metaphor. Pull out – pull we got to pull it out. <laughs> pull out the – pull them out of the metaphor. <laughs> um, but I'm like a 50-50 on this concept of displaying information because mm-hmm. like I, th- I think it's good because it alleviates the frustration of not right. knowing like when the control scheme is a little more complicated in these more modern games. Yeah. But I think it also somewhat undermines the exploratory aspect of the gameplay, where you're like, oh, I figured out how to do that. It'd be be Um, cool if they did it once, just showed you once, and then didn't show you again. I think they do do that. So that... I think so, that's fine. And I think later in this, actually, it gets better about not doing that and more letting you be exploratory. But I think just some of the things that you would... Be better off knowing are in the context sensitive realm. Um, so that's yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. What do you guys think about context sensitive game overlays? If you're if you got an opinion one way or the other, feel free to let us know. We're curious. Survey says, <clears throat> I'm not writing in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there's for some again, like as you move forward, there are no cues. Like uh, you get to a gap where you have to cross, but it doesn't say, like, dash across gaps using X. It just, it's like, you're at a gap, figure that shit out. So it makes it, like, it's kind of a combination of both, where you have that exploratory feeling, but at the same time, for more complicated uh, methods of interaction, it'll say, like, you would need to hit this button.
1: Yeah, it works.
0: So, yeah, no, I like that. Because it, it, it's a combination of alleviating the frustration and allowing for the exploration. So, it's kind of like the best of both mm-hmm. worlds. So, good job there, HLD. Yeah. Um, and then, a game element, actually, that's just kind of now e- ever-present is... I'm not quite sure what it is. It's like tiny, floating, whatever. That's kind of like oh, yeah. your interface. Yeah. yeah. You know what it kind of reminded me of? You remember Animal Crossing? Yeah. You ever play yeah. that? Remember those things like gyroids? Vaguely. The little like tiny things that like, moved, like m- moved around and like shook their arms and just vibrated, and had like weird faces and stuff. I don't remember. They look like totems with arms. You mm. know what yeah. I mean? It kind of. And for me, it kind of looked like one of those tiny gyroids from Animal Crossing. Either that or like an elephant face. I don't know. It just
1: looks like a little...
0: Take another look at this little sprite thing.
1: It just looks like a little...
0: Can you imagine like the... Thing. What? Bug or I don't know. Just to look at it again, like the little arm thing is like the nose of the elephant. Mm-hmm. And that black thing in the middle is the eyeball. It looks like an elephant head too. All right. Or maybe I'm just drunk at like 1pm. <laughs> Possible. Probably. Probably not though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's 5pm somewhere. Is it <laughs> Um but it's uh, yeah. Uh, Almost, technically yeah. that's always true. No.
1: no uh, not at like one What do you mean? It can't be it would have to be 5:30 it, if it, it only going goes by hour, not by minute.
0: Fair enough. I guess if I, I'm amending it to say it's past 5 p.m. somewhere.
1: But don't worry, it's like 1 p.m. right now, so it is
0: 5 p.m. somewhere. You're
1: saved. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woo! <Whew. laughs> awesome. But uh, this little tiny floating whatever, uh, to get back on track, uh, is to display like HUD information in a context-sensitive environment. Yeah. So it'll say, like, go over to something that you can interact with and be like, hey, this is a thing. Check, this is a thing. Check this yeah. out.
1: It's your little uh, this is a thing partner.
0: Yeah. So you don't have to go and explore everything. It's like, hey, look, that! that's a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. Check it out. So <laughs> I wish I had one in real it life. It kind of makes it – <laughs> It just, like, flies over to, like, a hot dog stand and be like, this is a thing. <laughs> Get a hot dog. <laughs> this is also a thing. This is a strip club. <laughs> and then you're like do not combine these two things <laughs> and
1: then your little information guy gets like drunk and like starts giving you bad advice
0: <laughs> go over here this looks like oh, the good part of town go ahead <laughs> yeah, a there's a big brock of coke on the ground that's fine a, don't worry about it thing. good advice I don't worry about it it's not a big deal <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you make it through that first section there and understand how the the HUD works with the context section of actions, um, and then you move about halfway into this little prologue area and the uh, camera kind of locks into place at one point, um, and allows you to um, and then so the camera locks in place at one point, and uh, you see one figure moving towards you and they kind of assume that this is an enemy. Because it's the first thing that's kind of like the camera is focused on this one area. It's not saying like, ah, oh, you can look wherever, and it's like, no, this is now the area of your focus. There is one moving target in this focus. There's probably an enemy. Yeah. So kind of assumes that you can kind of context contextually understand that it is an enemy. Um. So good. Uh, good display there, and good understanding. Um. What else, Joe? What can we talk about? Let's. You want. You want to. You have anything you want to pop in here with? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of just like rattling off stuff that I'm seeing, but yeah, we're just
1: like getting through, getting through it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. um I, liked, I really like the uh, pixel art for like the sword swingings and stuff like that. Climbing up. Yeah, it's got a lot of
0: style, yeah. right? it's like so smooth it's just a lot of a uh, lot of effort went into the animation on this and uh it can re- it really shows yeah. right mm-hmm. um and i guess also like the ambient music
1: yeah, actually plays so, a really nice so cool. tone yeah. there right
0: you can just like relax it's and like play
1: and it's like epic but also just chill
0: it's so chill. It's, um... It's got a good combination of, like... It doesn't actually really ever get tonally that loud yeah, and boisterous. Exactly. It just kind of gets more... Like, it'll get louder, but it's not changing the general tone of it right. all. It's more like... It's It really wants to keep that ambient kind of yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's an RPG, like... Exactly. Um... And that makes complete sense. Uh... What else here? There's a bit of conveyance, actually, with those light walls that I think you were going to talk about. The light walls? Uh, Like when you you, like... uh, With the squares on the walls? where you can like, you try moving over to them and like nothing happens. But your only other movement option is the dash. So you try dashing at them and then you like climb up them like a fucking bat out of hell. Like that is, (laughs) that's also a sleek way to get up a wall. I don't even understand how how that thing did it.
1: I don't know. He, like, turned into a rainbow. And...
0: <laughs> it's crazy. It turned into a rainbow. He flew off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, it, the way that they animated it, it makes it look really pretty badass. I kind of imagine, like, a Bruce Lee style of, like, ninja flipping up. Yeah. Um... And there's a lot of like glowing objects as it's like kind of as you're moving through, which kind of cues you into show that they're interactable, which is a pretty common developer trick to yeah, get players to focus on a specific
1: thing. But it looks like especially cool in this game.
0: Well, it fits in this environment yeah. too, because there's a lot of like broken down old technology, yeah. right? So it's kind of like it fits the environment as well, it doesn't seem out of place. Yeah. So I appreciate how they managed to actually throw in that—I'm that, going to call it a trope—but at the same time, it's, if it's implemented well and fits with the amb- the environment that you're making, then it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, like those, uh, and then eventually, you actually get. I was going to
1: talk about the elevators, but I think you were getting there.
0: No, 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 I wasn't actually. I was going to talk about uh, guns, yeah. but uh, tell me about the elevators.
1: I just think they're cool. Like you th-
0: I'm sure our listeners are super, super keen on elevators yeah, over guns. And
1: it's Like, you think it's gonna be like a teleportation or something, and then it's like, nope, we're <laughs> we're just using this to go up or down.
0: <laughs> Look at that shit! The what modern the wonders of modern technology <laughs> that work for you, for you, dear viewer. Um. Yeah, but there's a, so about a quarter way into this, halfway into this prologue, you get a gun. Yes. And now you have a gun and a sword, which is kind of very Devil May Cry-ish, oh, wow. if you will. Um, it kind of really changes up how you can approach a battle now, but at the same time, the gun isn't unlimited. Mm. Um, and the only way to actually refill your ammo is by slashing enemies or boxes or whatever. There's no, like, ammo pickups or things like that. Right. Um, so it's a limited capacity item that you can partially rely on, but it seems like the weapon of choice for most encounters will probably be your sword cause it has unlimited, uh, freedom and mobility.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so it, it just kind of says like, look, you're going to have to use this shoot contextually and use it smartly. Don't just randomly spam it because, uh, the game won't, the game will not let you. So it, it gets you thinking about that kind of stuff, like how can I use this item most effectively while at the same time maximizing my damage output.
1: Exactly.
0: Is that what everybody's thinking or is that just me? No.
1: That is what everybody's what... thinking, and you just
0: put it into words and it was so great. That's... <laughs> oh you don't you don't have to pat my back that hard, my 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 dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate it though um but as we move on there is a lot of environmental storytelling going on by the way we didn't really touch on that but there's a lot of like skeleton corpses and yes. robot husks yeah and um like nature flourishing in the distance <laughs> so it's like uh kind of a view of like a post apoc post post apocalyptic world yeah, it's,
1: like already like on the where up, like from from the- yeah
0: like it's where you see the environments have been like partially destroyed but now nature's kind of rebuilding itself yeah. um and now like people are coexisting with nature more so it's kind of a nice actual post post-apocalyptic yeah. it's like view. a
1: positive post-apocalyptic like vibe it,
0: exactly like people aren't dead like nobody's extinct yeah. as far as i know but um nature's flourishing the environment isn't completely destroyed humans are still alive it's a positive outlook yeah. For a post post apocalyptic world but there's
1: still six skeletons to keep it you know post apocalyptic <laughs> like any good game
0: yeah you still know you know you still gotta show like shit yeah. happened and like <laughs> well don't like don't do that don't do that danny you know
1: <laughs> don't do that
0: um what else um as you move through this like nearing the end of this prologue section there's like a vista that the uh, shows you like a civilization off in the distance
1: yeah, that's but
0: um, so cool. I don't know. Yeah, it was a really cool view. Do you think it's the same civilization from that beginning cutscene? Um, it could be. Could be. Who knows? Um, we'll probably figure that out later. Yeah. But um, basically, it it's a completely optional thing, by the way. Looking off into the distance in this vista. Yeah, just like. But the camera pans like super hard over to the yeah. to the vista, being like. Come on, you should really just take a look, like, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, like, not forcing you to go there because the camera will just kind of stick with you wherever you decide to go. Right. But it's kind of, like, implicitly encouraging you, like, maybe you want to just yeah. see.
1: We, we, like, made this view, like, kind of appreciate it.
0: Yeah, like look at all the effort the the animator and the uh levels the designer actually put into this. You guys should like at least kind of watch it, right? That's not too big of an ask. Yeah. Um But then as you move through like getting to the end of this prologue, say se- or at least what I'm calling the end of the prologue segment yeah. here, um you're coughing up the pink goo again, which I guess is blood, which we've established. <laughs> um and then uh you pass out.
1: Yeah, it starts like raining upside down, darkness.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets really trippy again, um, and then I think that's where we're gonna call it for the prologue. That makes sense. Is that fair? Is there anything else you want to touch on before we take a break?
1: Um, just a big dark character like walking towards you, and then you pass out. I guess that—that's how it ends.
0: Yes, that's how the prologue oh, right. ends. And then uh, and then we just move on from there, but we'll take a quick break um, and uh, take, take more sightseeing into the beautiful world that is uh, Hyper Light Drifter oh, and uh, do our best impression of a Canadian tourist and say, oh, it's dead over there. <laughs> oh, look at that big ding over there. Oh, ah, that's a nice thing." Oh Joe, you see, you see that big thing over there? It looks like a Jane Kilosis.
1: That's a
0: nice <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think yeah. we're done. Over there? Oh, yeah. It's so warm. Uh, it's, it's very cold over here, huh? Actually, no, it re- reminds me a bit of home, huh? It's oh, so nice. Maybe maybe a little cold for you.
1: No, home is hot. It's
0: cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Get those tourists out of here because we're back. That's right. Goodbye, Canadian and Mexican tourists. It's time to leave.
1: Mexican tourists
0: tourist looking at things at a distance <laughs> together <laughs> that would be a great rom-com <laughs> <laughs> somebody make that please <laughs> yeah um, but let's get back to where we were we left off with our drifter being picked up by a random stranger and left in his house um hmm. their house i guess um i'm back to rest and um as you wake up from your slumber uh you get the map of the area yes classic um, the only reason that yeah the you could again something that could be totally missed but again when you're half awake and that say you see the traveler staring at it and you see him leave so you're kind of curious too, be like what was that i want to look at that too and then yeah. because of that it kind of prompts you now you get the map. Right. So again, more context sensitive things where you're like, "I want to see." And then boom, you got you got a thing. Ba-na-na-na. Um <laughs> And then you're also directed to these cryptic instructions that seem to be map coordinates, but like I'm not sure. What do you think they are? They
1: look like map coordinates or like some sort of puzzle. I don't know.
0: Right? I don't know. Like, clearly, you can't do anything else with them aside from look at it because the only interaction is like, okay, I'm good, or like, okay, Let's I'm good. Or do you want to look at it again? <laughs> so, I think it is something that we just need to remember. So, everybody keep that in the back of your mind. Whatever that was. Yeah, some triangular piece. Yeah. Or something. It's something. And then you leave the house and you actually immediately unlock fast travel. Yes. Um, Thank so God. if you ever need to come, if you ever need to come back to the house and see the clue again, you can actually just come right on back here. Uh, instantly, you can teleport, fast travel from wherever, um, which is good in a sprawling uh, RPG like this. I don't even know if I call it an RPG. I call it like an action adventure game. Um, yeah. In a sprawling action adventure game like this, having sure. the ability to return to certain uh, destinations quickly because of information you've received. Um, and be able to action that immediately is is perfect. Yeah. Because if you have to like walk all the way back to a destination, you might forget what you were looking at, because like some people just can't remember. I mean, I know I have trouble remembering. I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. Wait. Sh- what game no. is this? Who are you? <laughs> what are these? What are these that are attached to my arms? <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're very flangeyish.
1: Yeah, they're
0: like. That I can grasp and... things. Yeah, convenient. They're weirdly sticky. <laughs> 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 um, but you Yeah. Uh, so after you unlock fast travel, um, but actually you can't leave this section until you unlock fast travel. So that's how important mm-hmm. it is. They actually nice. gated it off. Yeah. So uh, like until you unlock it, they won't let you leave. Um, so it's, they understand the importance of it too, they being the game developer. Yeah, yeah it's good call. Uh, um, and then the next story, and then like it's interesting because the story is told through mainly pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you talk to anybody, they don't talk to you. They, they tell right. you things in pictures. You kinda so you kind of have to... Like,
1: yeah, figure it out. You got to
0: understand what they're talking about in the context of where you are, And in the context of who – what they look like because you don't really know who they are because they're trying to explain their story. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It adds another layer of complexity to the story which kind of draws you in even further because now you're trying to understand that much more.
1: Right. It's mysterious.
0: And it is mysterious. And the more mystery that that you have in a storytelling medium while at the same time keeping people engaged by like actually feeding them proper information – Like, it'll keep them going because it's not just, like, constant barrages of mysteries where you're like, fuck it, I guess I'll never figure this out. But, like, if you're being piecemeal, like, oh, okay, I think I get the general idea of what's happening.
1: Yeah, you're figuring it out.
0: But, yeah, they they even actually take this a step further in the storytelling, like, picture by picture explanations into, like, actual, like, NPC shops, too. yeah. So if you if you go into a shop and try to talk to a shopkeeper, there's no like menu of items. Right. There's a picture picture based menu which shows you like in picture format and like uh, icons what what you have to do to enact it. But it's mainly in like pictures and like miniature gifs yeah,
1: or GIFs so or whatever. Like, yeah, it's hard so to there, like see what it's talking about.
0: But at the same time, it, it's interesting how. How focused they are on storytelling through pictures. Yeah. It's very, uh. It's a very interesting design choice, you know?
1: Yeah. Maybe. It's not a bad like, design choice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Maybe you have to, like, unlock the language or something.
0: Maybe. I mean, there are, from what I found, tablets scattered around the world, mm. um, that will explain things in a bit more detail, but, um,. I think just by explaining information in mainly Pictures, it's like if Ikea furniture explained an epic adventure. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Not just the epic adventure that is putting together your new couch. Right,
1: right. Which is in <laughs> itself an epic adventure.
0: Oh, don't even remind me. It's like if they told you, like, go out and cut down the tree and then carve up the tree into specific wood patterns, all in pictures. Um, And then, like, the trees are, like, evil or some shit. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But, like, as you're moving up, so I went actually north immediately after because I thought that's where we're supposed to go. So we went into the mountains. I think, Joey, maybe you went a different way.
1: Yeah, I went like east. I don't know if it was different or we'll see. Well,
0: if we don't if if you don't mind. Yeah,
1: let's go mm-hmm. let's go
0: north. Thank you. Let's go north. Um so as you go up north on this path, there's just another uh random NPC near the beginning who actually shows you pretty much where you need to be going, which is I guess the boss of this area because it's marked with a skull, so it's not going to be good news. <laughs> um and it looks to be some kind of cult leader or something or religious figure we're not quite sure um and as you're moving through here it's like pretty standard platforming considering you actually can't jump but you can dash across gaps um and there's actually even if you're like willing to a lot of exploration a la legend of zelda style where there are secret areas if you're willing to look for them right like, um, hidden behind trees or, like, things like that in bushes or whatever, um, if you're willing to put in the time to actually explore the world and put in that amount of effort, you'll be rewarded with secrets and fun.
1: Secrets and fun.
0: (laughs) I know that sounded like a goddamn bulletin board that it's, like, (laughs) at the fucking Toys R Us and be like, great for people who like secrets and fun! (laughs) Either that or it's like an entrance at a cult or something like that. <laughs> Are you a fan of fun? Great. Are you also a fan of secrets that if you break our rules we will just immediately expel you?
1: And rape you?
0: Whoa! Secrets and fun! That... <laughs> <laughs> secrets and fun! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was so many harsh turns. <laughs> um... But as you move through, like, yeah, Secrets and Fun, um, make that a (laughs) t-shirt. Secrets and Fun, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Um, the music actually, again, we talked about it a bit before, but when in the northern area here, the music actually does swell a bit at very specific times when you are first being shown a Colossus off in the distance that is actually just kind of frozen in place. Um... Doesn't seem to be alive in any capacity. Uh-huh. But uh, the music swells being like, something's importance here. <laughs> That's basically what it means in music. Right. Did I did I tell you, Joe, I speak music? No, yeah, I understood. Perfect. Right. That's how I'm able to communicate with Jerem. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there you go, now. see? It's all coming together, circular life and all that. Um, but there's minor platforming again as you move through here. It takes a significant amount of player in, uh, input to actually fall off of a, any kind of cliff, right? Because uh, the drifter, if you hold a direction and don't do anything, and you're close to the edge, drifter will actually like look down, stare down from the edge ledge for about like three seconds before actually jumping off, right? Um. So there's a lot of, like, you really have to try to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you realize, oh, shit, like, I'm leaning, I should jump or dash or whatever, um, there's a lot of leeway there. Um, even actually getting onto the platforms themselves, the dashing pretty much kind of locks you to the platform you need to go to. Right. So the platforming isn't too crazy difficult, and it's got a lot of leeway. So yeah. that leads me to that leads me to believe that the platforming wasn't really a focus in what they really wanted the players to focus on here right it was more just like a way to move the story forward
1: yeah nice
0: so yeah i mean again it's not that it's not fun but clearly right. yeah, the yeah. time that the thing they put more effort in is like the exploration aspect and the combat
1: yeah that's
0: good um yeah and then uh the penalty for death actually uh, even if you do fall off is really minor I know. It's uh,
1: good. I like that. It's just like they take off a health point or something.
0: You yeah. take off one health point and you instantly respawn. It's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like,
0: it, it really keeps you engaged because you're not like, oh, uh, I died. Now I got to wait to respawn. I got to go, go all the way, all way back, back to my checkpoint. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're just where you fell. And it's yeah. like perfect. You're like, boom, I'm back here. I have my one health penalty. Uh, I'm fine. And I can just keep going. It really helps keep you immersed and keeps the gameplay moving forward. Yeah, which alleviates a lot of frustration.
1: And also promotes uh, exploration because, like, sometimes you're afraid you're gonna gonna fall off and die, but this will just like if you fall, just you lose a health point. That's fine.
0: That's a great point. That uh, that actually is a fantastic point because if you are afraid of losing all the progress that you've put into. Uh, exploratory level and the only way that it saves and checkpoints is by manually getting to a checkpoint then you're less likely to actually explore yeah because you'll be more conservative in your movements Mm -hmm. so that's actually a great point um what else do we got here uh there was a bird priest or something um i don't know if you saw this when you were also looking um you went east so there's a bird priest up up in the mountains and, again, it speaks to you in pictures, a series of three pictures. Um, it looks like it was part of, like, a, a cult? No, not a cult. Like, a religious uh, sanctum? What's <laughs> okay. it called? Uh, religious, like, sect? Religious sect. All right. Um, or something like that that maybe, like, praise to golden bird eggs or, like, I'm not quite sure. Um, but then something came into town and burned it down um
1: (laughs) (laughs) destroyed all the clowns
0: and then the bird priest escaped and saved a few eggs um but yeah i guess something came in it looks like some rival faction of religious sect came in and like burned the place to the ground not just the the temple or wherever but like the whole village around it too Mm -hmm. um and it looks like this bird priest was one of the only people to escape and it tried to escape with some of these eggs, but, um, it actually looks like it maybe failed in carrying all the eggs it wanted back. Cause it, in there's three pictures. And in the second picture, it shows the bird priest with two, three eggs. And then this third one, it only shows him with one egg. So maybe there was an issue with the escape. Um, I'm not quite sure what was going on, but it, it kind of makes me interested to know a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe they'll be doing, like, each section will be, like, maybe a miniature story arc Mm -hmm. told by pictures. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, And then as you move through, actually, a little bit more, you see your Anupa's dog friend one more time. Um, And he actually leads you to the dude who saved you initially. Yay! And he kills off some enemy, and then you go talk to him. And, again, through pictures, he says, like, he found, like, some light that showed him like the weakness weak weak points of these dark creatures that um actually was alluded to in the introductory cutscenes. so it kind of like shows you like hey maybe you need to find this light thing because you were having trouble fighting off the darkness before Mm. so he may have just given you an overarching quest there
1: nice there's so much you could do
0: there's a lot of shit you can do here. And it's all, again, done through pictures, which is awesome. It's yeah. such a cool way of uh, of uh, storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I think, actually, that's probably where I'm going to call it.
1: Sounds like a good spot. Because
0: we're, 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 we're coming on to 40 minutes here. And yeah. if I kept going, I, I don't know. I mean, there's no logical stopping point here. We can just
1: go until the whole game. That's the whole... Thing. You guys got. So,
0: like, I, so So I feel like introducing the main overarching story point here would be a good place to stop.: Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, so thank you again so much for listening guys. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, again, there's a bajillion different ways. Um, Joe, you want to tell them? Facebook,
1: Twitter, Twitch, Gmail, Instagram, it's@. at... The at symbol, it's the extreme. I T S T H E S T E R E A M.
0: You want to say that one more time? <laughs> maybe give that one more go. Okay, maybe like. We'll okay. edit that out. <laughs> okay, I T S. So that spells uh-huh. it's. And then you got we spell it.
1: the T H E. That's an easy one. Whoa. There, the. Y- you got it, yeah. Then extreme one word X. X S T R Ooh. E nice. A yes. M Ooh. ah nailed it like like streaming like online
0: like- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the detail that we've gone into this with um, yeah. apparently actually if you also just type in it's the extreme on Google all of our stuff comes up totally like like, like all one word it's the extreme yeah. like we're the only results. <laughs> Yeah. Suck that, Google SEO. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> Look at we, that.
1: We killed Optimized.
0: It. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to follow us on whatever, just Google us.
1: Yeah. Oh, nice. That's, the, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Um, but then, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We're starting off a new game here. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a different way of breaking it down because it's not really defined areas. So we hope this is fine. But, yeah. Um, if you have any comments, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I also want to thank our network, uh, Never Sleeps Network. Thank you guys again so much for hosting us. Go check out all of their amazing shows. Um, is there anything else that we should talk about, Joe? You know? um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, say that you could
1: also type in Xtreme Podcast and Google and you get our podcast on Never Sleeps Network. So that's cool.
0: Nice. Yeah, check us out there too. Um, but again like thank you guys singing so much. I know I say it a lot but I, I, it's because I really mean it. Um, that's okay enough good, being sappy. That's a good thank you <laughs> okay oh. enough being sappy all right. <laughs> Oh, well, let's go exploring over there. I want to go check out what's up in the, in the mountains. It. The bird people told me there's more bird eggs. Oh,
1: uh, yes, that's a good bird egg.
0: Oh, I could c- bring see. it home and p- put them on me it on my wall. It'd be great. Uh, I really yes, love it. See, uh, Bring it back to my home in northern Alberta. Oh, uh, that's a good <laughs> Did you did you get it? It's cause it's Alberta.